Technical about it, they're like one point five, two, three, and one in the preseason. I like two and zero actually. Dude, they're being listed on uh, Yahoo. It's two and one. Yahoo's wrong. Um, of course, it could be. It could be you know zero and three because it is preseason. So who I, really cares? I hate to say this, dude, but I think we were slipping a little bit right there before they called the game. Oh, yeah, the defense was starting to slip. I was afraid they were going to go up the second touchdown in the preseason. That's what I was saying, dude. They were, dry, they were ready to drive it in. And, and it was like, oh, home field advantage. You know, Dan Snyder's like on the phone with the refs going, guys, this really is lightning a lot. You need to just call it right here. You need to call it like right now, dude, seriously. Second down and 12 yards to the end zone. Time to call it. Like, no, call it now. Call it now. Call it now. They're getting ready to score. Call it now. Call it. Call it. Well, anyway, dudes, I wanted to point out. I wanted to point this out to everyone that didn't live in the uh, um, Washington area and set their TiVo to record the game the next morning. <laughs> Did this happen to you, Josh? <laughs> I went on. I went to watch the game after it recorded the next morning. I was like, you know, cool. I got the game. I'm ready to watch it. I turned on the TiVo on which network? The what NFL network? network that shows every preseason game. And you know what it was? Uh-huh. It was the Chiefs. <laughs> Dude, I, mine was just a black screen. I was like, it may look uh, sort of like the Redskins. They may have that Native American theme, but nope, this isn't <laughs> them. And I found out, I think it's on tonight, actually, Josh. Probably like right now. So some of us didn't get to watch the half a win. You know what I was hoping? Because they delayed the game, you know, they black it out down here on Comcast, on Dish Network. I was hoping that because the game was delayed at 11.30 when it was supposed to go off, that the people at the network wouldn't realize it and they could still be recording the game so they'd still be playing, which they were, and suddenly the blackout would, would come off the TV. But somebody got smart. They just kept it totally blacked out. Oh, I know, dude. I checked it, the same thing. I was like, cool. It says that the game will be over now, and I was listening to it, and then I was like, man, they're going to mess up. I know they will, and they didn't. And so I was, yeah, I was, stuck, I was stuck listening to. I'm not stuck. I enjoyed listening to Sonny and Sam and that other guy, but uh, <laughs> it was. I, I was hoping to be able to watch it. I don't know if anybody else had this problem or if anybody else has even used Triple X ESPN Radio dot com. I was but, using it that, that night. How was your stream? Could you stream it okay? It was streaming perfectly fine, dude. For some reason, and I'm on satellite. What? Well, for some reason, my stream 
the player couldn't keep up with the stream. It, it was like, or the stream couldn't keep up with the player. So I, every, like, five minutes, I had to back it up, like, a minute and listen to another minute. And then five more minutes later, I had to back it up a minute and listen to another. You know what I mean? It sucked. I didn't have that issue, but I did have my uh, streaming buffer set on large, whatever that means. Anyway, enough of those technical issues, because in what, how many days until kickoff? Uh, Ten? One. You know what I mean, for the real season? Then we won't Uh, have to worry about not getting the preseason game. One day until kickoff tomorrow night. Like what, 11, 12 games or days? I'm sure. The real deal. Yep. Yeah, dudes, as Josh points out, don't forget about the final preseason game tomorrow night um, against Jacksonville down in Jacksonville. Um, from what that would I be a Thursday night. Thursday night. That's uh, at what time? 7 o'clock? 7.30, Last I think? time I looked, I'm, I'm pretty sure it said 7.30. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. And, um, pretty sure. What an odd time. From what, yeah. I, from what I hear, Jason Campbell is slated to start. Did you guys hear anything different? Yeah, it's Jason Campbell is late at the start, yeah. I saw that too, but then it's kind of been back and forth, so I don't know. I think what I heard from a, or saw on TV from Joe Gibbs was that he is late at the start, but if he doesn't feel 100% at game time, he will not start. Right. They will save him and not take a chance. Yeah, that's what I heard too. And then Jason yeah. Campbell was like, it feels good, but, you know, they're being careful with me and stuff like that. And then did you of see course. that interview with Clinton Portis on the Comcast, uh, what is it, training camp dailies last night? No, I did not. It was pretty funny. They had Clinton Portis on there, and apparently it's his birthday, I think, tomorrow or Saturday or something like that. And they were interviewing all these people like Randall L. and uh, Mike Sellers and uh, people like that. And they're like, what are you going to get uh, Clinton Portis for his birthday? And each of them was individually interviewed, and each one was like, uh, I don't know, what do you get someone that has everything? They're like, he's rich. <laughs> They're like, he's making all the money. He should be buying us stuff. <laughs> and then they interviewed Clinton Portis about it, about um, who was he talking about? Rocky McIntosh and uh, Sean Taylor. And he was like, oh, I, did hear, I heard that part on the radio today, yeah. Yeah, he's like, man, those guys never get me anything for my birthday, and I got them here. He was like, I was their biggest supporter and stuff like that. And yeah, then, he was talking about Santana Moss. He's like, the, the only time I've ever seen, I've known Santana Moss since I was 17 years old. The only time I've ever seen or gotten any money from him was in a card game that we were playing, like freshman year of college that we weren't supposed to be playing, where <laughs> I won in gambling. Down at the U. And then, down at the U. But then the funny thing was, is all those dudes were saying he should bring us stuff for his birthday, and then apparently um, they reported that Clinton Portis brought in, like, barbecue for everyone that day at Redskins Park. <laughs> nice. <laughs> but anyway, he's been back to practice. Do you guys hear yeah, anything about that? Portis, they're saying that he might play tomorrow night. Yeah, they're saying that he might play. Yeah, Clinton Portis was Although, like... But uh, Marcus Washington, it doesn't sound like he's going to play, though. They're yeah. saying he's definitely out. Well, Clinton, yeah. also in that same interview, they asked him if he was going to play. He was like, if my bosses, uh, Coach Gibbs and Dan Snyder, tell me to play, I'll play. But he right. didn't sound like he was really excited about it. 
I wouldn't be either well, after what happened think, last year. Yeah, that's exactly what I was getting ready to say. I don't think he misses uh, going into training camp at all. Yeah, I don't. I'm, but I don't think, you know, players for decades have been, you know, I'm not saying he's doing stuff to stay out of training camp like, like Larry Johnson and, and Michael Strahan have been doing, but, you know, everyone hates training camp. People like him that are guaranteed on the team, they hate training camp. They don't want to be there doing two days. Mm-hmm. Tell you so, the truth, you I'm know, not really. I'm, sure he doesn't miss it. I'm not really worried about Clinton Portis. No, not at all. It looks like Chris Samuels is going to be out another week too. That... Yeah. Hopefully he'll be back. It, it would be good for him to get some time in tomorrow night. I think. Um, but hopefully, hopefully he'll make it back in. I wonder if Todd Wade is going to play. I wonder if Pete play, Kendall's uh, going to play. I believe. I've, I've been reading that Pete Kendall is supposed to play some. I don't know if he's playing first team or not. I imagine he is because that's why they got him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I it's think Todd like Wade was going to be playing end. It's not like Pete Kendall's a rookie or anything. He's been playing for like 11 years. Yeah, I heard an interview oh, yeah. with uh, Pete Kendall today on Sirius Satellite Radio, and he was saying how um, the main thing, he's got to learn all the plays and stuff, and he said that's not the big thing. He said the big thing for him coming in like that is when, you know, like Casey Raybach or one of the other linemen, like, give him a signal, you know, say something to him, that he knows what they're taught, want him to do. And he said that sometimes, like, linemen will use the same words on different teams, but it means something completely different, so he doesn't want to, like, get it mixed up. And he basically was like, I don't want to get any of my teammates, um, mainly specifically talking about Jason Campbell, injured because I'm not where I'm supposed to be. Because someone says, you know, Weight Watchers, and he runs left and everyone else runs right. Did or, you say Weight Watchers? <laughs> or Raybox says... That was the says, first word that came to mind. Or Raybox Ray says, hold on this run, and, and then he doesn't. <laughs> Raybox says, hold on the run. And he's like, I told you to hold on the run. Anyway, yeah, that's the big news also, or one of the big news is that they picked up Pete Kendall, which I think is a pretty huge pickup, because we had that big hole there that Dockery left. Yeah, yeah, I think that that's hopefully that's going to turn out to be one of the biggest acquisitions of the off season. Yeah. Well, more or less off season, I guess. And Almost on season. Preparation Pete is uh, good on the whole. <laughs> Did you say he's good on the whole? Uh, uh, <laughs> the hole in the whole. Well, the red. You know, they also got some other players that didn't play during the game. They pick up uh, Fred Beasley, the fullback. Hopefully we'll see him against Jacksonville, J-A-X-Sonville. Um, Randall Godfrey, we might see him play, the guy they brought in from the Cowboys who uh, who has taken place with Lamar Marshall. Yep. Speaking of that, before we talk about uh, last week's preseason game, do you guys want to talk about the uh, the cuts? Oh, man. It was, there a, big, was a surprising cut. You know who, because, I mean, anyone who's listening, you guys know who we're going to talk about here. Dude, he's one of our favorite defensive linemen, who Suzanne thought was an offensive lineman, Joe Salavea. <laughs> we got his socks. I, I, we got his game-worn socks. We got them autographed. Dude, dude yeah. And uh, Everyone loves Joe Salavea. He's like a big fan favorite. He always tried. He played with, like, with a uh, – what was it a sprained arch in his foot? Yeah, he played for a whole game with that. Dude, do you guys understand why he got cut? 
Why did he get cut? And we have like holes yeah, in the defensive I'm... line, and they're going to cut Joe Silvea. What it, I saw Gibbs's uh, words on that, and he was saying um, the two guys from last year, Golston, taking his starting spot, and Montgomery apparently is coming along really well, as well. Um, both defensive linemen that were drafted in 2006, um, and basically they just said they wanted to let Joe go now, so we'd have a chance to catch on with another team. But I think it's pretty obvious that they're letting him go right now, but they don't think he's uh, he's going to be able to contribute. Mm-hmm. And we remember we talked a few, uh, probably about a month or so ago, about what we were reading about Montgomery and how he's been working his butt off. I remember how he was saying that in the past he would he was he was so gifted, you know, athletically that he could just kind of slack off and still make it. And he got to the NFL yeah. and he found out he can't. And they said he's doing really well. So let's see. And they so also said that this uh, Chris Wilson guy from the Canadian League. Uh, might have been have something to do with Joe Salavea getting pushed out of there. Really? Yeah. Even though he plays, he plays a defensive end. Um, right. I think they're kind of. What they looking at? I don't. Him? I don't know if he's. What's that? I was thinking, what they looking at him? I was going to say defensive end. Were they looking at him for like a middle linebacker position? Or something? I don't know. I mean, he seems. <laughs> he seems like a big long shot to make the team just because he's wearing number seventy-seven. And usually guys that are wearing the same jersey as a, as a star on your team, like Randy Thomas, <laughs> in this case, have absolutely no chance of making the team. Well, dude, but apparently, you know, I mean, we've seen him play. He's, been, he's got a motor, man. He goes and goes. Well, tomorrow, dude, he might come out with a number 95. Oh, yeah, truly. He may, he's probably going to have another number for him at this point because, you know, they've cut enough people. Well, if he's playing, uh, well, no, if he's playing defensive end, it would make sense for him to be wearing the number 95. Yeah, number 77 is a weird number for that. For, for Red Sea. And there's Randy Thomas um, on defense. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, wait, that's not Randy Thomas. That's Trey Johnson. My best guess, my best guess is that that is, uh, Omar Stoutmeyer playing defense. Omar Stoutmeyer. <laughs> Any event, well, uh, speaking yeah. of other cuts, uh, didn't, um, Jeremetrius Butler Get cut this year. Demetrius Butler. Yeah, he got cut. Um, Todd, the thin man. I call him cringe. John's favorite um, player. He got cut. He didn't even play. I don't even know if they even got him on the field. Why did he even bother signing that dude? Uh, I, I was really play. shocked to see that. I mean, it was kind of funny because uh, I mentioned before that. Maybe, maybe they just put it as like an inside joke. They're like, 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 Sean Taylor, and he didn't hit him because he didn't catch the ball because he totally, totally went off the play. And I think that was pretty much the beginning of the end of his football career. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've never seen anyone that physically or do to cringe that physically on the football field and, and avoid a hit that badly. It was, it was unbelievable. It seems like I want to use his arm to go look at soccer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the other football. It's the, the original 
So, did you guys get anything out of the uh, preseason game, or John, since you've seen it? Yeah, the preseason half game. Um, Well, one thing that I noted, and that that totally kind of got blown up in the second half, the short, very short second half, uh, first team defense, no turnovers again. Mm Mm-hmm. Three games, no turnovers. They were pretty good. Um... But no turnovers. Hey, dude, I'll tell you what, and, though. I'll I'll count a three and out as a turnover every time. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, how many three and outs do we have? We have a good amount. Um, I, mean, I, I, I don't... I mean, the Redskins, the offense had... Our offense had a ton of three and outs. Yeah, I think both offenses had a, had a good amount of three and outs. Um, there was a whole lot of miscommunication, lots of false starts, especially on the side of the purple limps. Um, yeah, because the rain delay really seemed to kind of screw up everybody's timing and rhythm and get them going on. But one thing, as you mentioned with the uh, with the Redskins offense, I don't a lot of three and outs too. The Redskins are playing some of the best defenses in the NFL in Jacksonville, Pittsburgh, and Baltimore here in the preseason. And they're scoring a little bit of points. You'd like mm-hmm. to see them score more, but, I mean, they're getting work in against the top defenses in the NFL right now. So, you can't be too discouraged by the fact that they haven't been getting a lot of offensive scoring in. Dude. The biggest thing to me is the turnovers, because the run defense is, is outstanding. Pass defense is pretty good, but the turnovers, gotta, you got to get turnovers. Yeah, that's it. Three games, first team defense, no turnovers. Well, compared to last year, man, preseason, I'm ecstatic. Oh, yeah. It, 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 you know, we always think the Redskins are going to be awesome, but, I mean, they look like – I think we got ourselves a contender here. Mm-hmm. I think, John, you think going to make the team just to be a kick returner. I don't. You don't think so? He ran. He was great in this game. I still don't think he's going to make it, dude. You don't think so? I do. Maybe the I practice squad. I don't know. Well, I, I think the verdict is out. I think he was really good. Although, you know what? I think they need they still they still need another tight end because Todd Yoder kind of sucks. Well, maybe yeah. That's, mm. And if any of you guys out there in the Harry Hog Football League wants T.O., Danny's trying to get rid of him. I know, Danny. Come on. <laughs> Please, Danny, Danny, like, rip me today. I'll trade you Santana Moss for T.O. <laughs> I'm like, you're right. Dude, he tried to get Larry Johnson. <laughs> he tried to get Larry Johnson from me for T.O. <laughs> Danny, just cut him and pick up someone yeah, else. Yeah, just cut him. Go and pick up a rookie scrub that, that looks pretty good, dude. You never know what will happen. Yeah, you never you can, know. You can still pick up Sean Swishing. All right, dude, it's one note that I want to talk about definitely from the game. And I heard Bram Weinstein mention this today um, on the radio, on on Triple X ESPN radio. Somebody, uh, paraphrase him because he's thinking exactly the same thing I'm thinking. Somebody tell Sean Taylor that he has arms and hands. And then he needs to start using them instead of trying to throw a shoulder into every single person he's trying to hit. 
He is missing tackles. Dude, he sailor dives into him. I, I have an idea, dude. It's exactly what he does, Aaron. I have an idea, dude. We could, like, we should, like, cut a hula hoop in half and send it to him and make him wrap his arms out around it and hold it out in front of him. <laughs> I see what you're saying, yeah. To make it have that, that imposing uh, Frankenstein monster kind of look. Yeah. That Dexter Manley getting ready to hit Randy White in the in the championship game in 82 look. Yeah, man. Exactly. Yeah. That's exactly what it is. I mean, Sean Taylor's a beast. We all know that. And this could be a big breakout year for him. But he has got to start wrapping people up in, instead of just trying to clean the clock because he's missing tackles. It's going to cost us. And one hit where he absolutely just levels and destroys somebody, that can be really valuable just because people will be afraid of him, like Todd Kingston. But, you know, I, you still got to wrap a guy up and keep him from, from making a first down or a touchdown or whatever it is. got to wrap him up. I haven't seen him use his arms in one single tackle this preseason that I can think of. That's probably my biggest thing I was getting pissed off about during the game. Like, you got all that talent. You, you're ready to go. You got a great safety in there with you. Or what, who could be a great safety, I guess. It could be a great, great duo. But you got to tackle, man. Get back to basics. Ron Landry's running in there, using his arms, wrapping people up like textbook tackles. You know who's going to be good this year? Rocky McIntosh. And you know what? He's, uh, his number two guy's kind of proving himself a little bit too, man. Tony Trucks. Tony Trucks. H.P. Blades, the two of them. Back in Alex Clark, all combining. Yeah, because you got H.P. Blades uh, uh, backing up the middle linebacker. And then uh, you got Tony Trucks on the weak side. And Tony Trucks. Dude, Anthony Trucks. All right. I like calling him Tony <laughs> Trucks. How do you know he's not? He doesn't like really hate the name Tony Trucks. Like when he was a kid, people joked and be like Tony Trucks, Tony Trucks. So do you think that Tony really, really hates that Tony Trucks? Do you think that Tony it's Trucks like, is going to make the team? Tony Trucks. You think he's going to make know. the team, dude? Do what? Tony Trucks. You think he's going to make the team? Um, I think he'll make it. You think so? Because remember, we just mentioned, think about, we mentioned those three uh, linebackers, and you got Kerry Campbell, and you got, excuse me, the three starters. And, and well, and that's a lot of Campbell, Kerry Campbell, you know, coming in second for Marcus Washington, and right behind him, you got Dallas Sark. And who would have yeah. made the touchdown and already put Dallas Sark's jerseys up on Redskins.com? How'd you like that? Like an hour after the game, they were up. Dude, Dallas Sarts is going to get cut. You think? I don't know. I think think either Sarts or Trucks are going to uh, end up on the practice squad. I think one one of them will. And, you know, with attrition throughout the season with injuries, whichever one makes the practice squad will end up on the roster, I'm sure, at some time. That may be true, but neither of them are going to make the roster to start out. You don't think you, you don't think they'll carry six linebackers? You think they'll only have five? I don't know. I don't know. I, don't I guess we're going to find out soon because final cuts are on September first, as uh, Josh you were mentioning right before. Yeah, that's Saturday morning. Well, dude, yeah. they could cut Ocho Stinko, and then we wouldn't have to worry about carrying five or six. 
Yeah, they, need yeah, to they got to cut 22 people. They need to cut a quarterback. Oh, yeah, they'll definitely, well, I don't know if they'll definitely cut, well, you know, how the practice squad works, they cut him and then re-sign him to the practice squad. Did they cut, um, so. did they cut Lorenzo Alexander? No, no. He is still there as well. Cause he but was I have like, a feeling. He was like third string for defensive tackle, and and yet they cut Joe Salavea. Yeah, well, I guess, you know, maybe, I don't know how much Joe was getting paid, but, I mean, like I said, they're saying that they really wanted to give him another chance, the, most, the, the longest opportunity to sign with someone else like Marshall did, but I don't know. I don't really buy it. I think they really thought his, uh, his skills are diminished, hmm. unfortunately. That's just kind of the feeling the vibe I got from the different interviews and things I saw, unfortunately. Well, dude, that if you think about it another way, it kind of encourages me because that means that Joe Gibbs really does have faith in his young defensive lineman. Like That's Montgomery true, like, and like Aaron, like you were saying through the offseason. Yeah, and how everyone was like, they need to get defensive linemen. Well, if he's cutting Joe Salvea, he doesn't agree with those people because he would keep him around yeah. at least as a backup. But anyway, Maybe they're going to cut him and re-sign him to the practice squad. Hey, yo, you guys, <laughs> you guys, what about your game balls and kicks, right quick? Huh. Our signature. Well, I don't know. My kick goes to Larry Michael because I get sick of listening to him. <laughs> my kick goes to Larry uh, Michael, my... also, dude. You stole it. <laughs> the self-proclaimed voice of the Redskins. What about you, John? Oh, my kick is going to go to, uh, uh, mm, uh, I'll give my kick to Joe Theismann, just because I would be <laughs> sick of listening to him. Don't we, have, don't we have a rule we have to actually kick a player on the team? We don't have like any one rules. Of us, at least one of us does? Yeah. Dude, we don't have any the rules. Shortened, shortened. Yeah, the game was shortened so much at that I think we just, we got so overdosed on the announcers, whether it's the radio ones or the television ones, I, I said, yeah, yeah, we can do announcers this week, sure. Right. I'm going to give my kick in the balls to... I don't know. To the Randy de- Thomas. The defense for giving up a touchdown. <laughs> and almost giving up another one. They gave up a touchdown they shouldn't have given up because it was over-pursued by McIntosh and his help. Yep. Hmm. I couldn't see it, uh, Wiley, was it Michael Clayton, you know, a good move by a Wiley veteran. So, what about game balls? Um, I am going to give my game ball to... I don't know. I mean, it's easy to give it to somebody. Who was it that caused the, uh, didn't somebody tip the thing for what's his name? Or how, how did that work for the, uh, this, well, on the touchdown? Sorry, touchdown. Yeah, it was, a uh, Tony Trucks. Tony and, Trucks? uh, Tony Trucks and, um, who was, it? I think, Pearson Fralo, or who they were saying, hit his arm, hit yeah. Todd Bowler's arm. And the ball literally just fell right in the Sarge's hands, and he was like, oh, boop, boop, boop. here I am, touchdown. <laughs> they were pumped. Hey, dudes, I know Very who I'm going to give play. mine to. I know who I'm going to give my game ball to. 
I'm going to give it to Avoid Lloyd because he's never going to get it again the rest of the season. <laughs> Dude, and then speaking of that, that when he recovered that Ford fumble, he did not go out of bounds. I don't know what the referees saw, but he did not go out of bounds. I don't know what they were talking about. It doesn't matter. And though, they replayed, reviewed it, and they and they reviewed it. And there wasn't, I guess, sufficient evidence to show that he didn't go out. But it seemed pretty obvious to me. I gotta say that's kind of two weeks in a, in a row that that avoids the Lloyd's been kind of stepping up a little bit. Uh, you know, it caused Todd Pinkston to get cut, so I guess he's stepping up. Yeah, and uh, since nobody picked him, I picked him in my 16th pick last night on the fantasy league. Yeah, Danny could have got Mr. him. Irrelevant. Danny could have got him instead irrelevant. of T.O. What? <laughs> I said Danny could have yeah, got him instead trade, of T.O. Danny, let's trade T.O. for Brandon Lloyd. There you go. If you're a real Redskins fan, you'll take the trade, Danny. <laughs> Ooh. Ooh. A challenge. All right, my game ball. My game ball goes to uh, – no, my – yeah, my game ball goes to uh, – uh, actually, he stole mine because I was going to give it to Avoid the Lloyd, surprisingly enough. Avoid uh, the Royd. Uh, my my game ball goes to Eubanks because he had a good kick return, but he even got out to the 40 on one, and and – I like what I see with him out there. I think he has a good shot at being a specialist. If Randall Hell is, in fact, going to be like a full-time wide receiver and not a kick returner. Uh, I'm going to give my game ball to Sean Swisham. He's doing his job. Yeah, he had a good. He had straight down the middle, 45-yarder. Yeah, good, good solid kick. And, uh, and at the same time, because of the combo, you know, he couldn't do it without Ethan Albright. So, uh, hey, good one. Give it, give it to the combo there, Red Snapper, and uh, and uh, squeeze them. Oh, well, you're gonna have to include Derek Frost because he's the holder. Oh yeah. Oh. Hey, dudes. Red Snapper Frost. And now we all know after watching Tony Romo last year in the playoffs that the holder is very important. Yep. You gotta know how to hold the ball. Hey, good. dudes. Yeah. You guys what? hear that music? Oh, yeah, yeah, I hear it. Yeah, I was just ignoring it. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. It's time once again for Tom's Trivia. What, no, no real football players of genius this week? Yeah, that's what it is, dude. Is it? Come on, Josh. <laughs> Man. That's not what I hear. Those are the voices in your head telling you to pick Cowboys in the draft, man. <laughs> anyway, um, Tom, we actually have a had an answer from last week. And it was uh, good old uh, Jeff Watts on his third try got the answer correct. All right, Jeff. And, um, <laughs> and uh, here was the question. I actually have it this week. It's actually a two-part question. The question was, when was the last time the Redskins defeated the Steelers in Pittsburgh during the regular season? You guys know? Um, I think it was like 1985 or... No, that's not right. (laughs) The answer was 1991 and it was 41-14. That's what I meant. And then... Quite possibly the best Redskins team ever. Uh Uh-huh. And then the other question, when was the last time the Redskins defeated the Steelers in Washington during the regular season? 1985. 
No. It was 1988. It was 30 to 29. (laughs) Oh, wow. And Tom tells me that, by the way, this was the last time the Steelers came to Washington during the regular season. But we were asking that last week. Mm Mm-hmm. When when the Steelers played, we were like, when's the last time they came to Washington? A long time ago. When I was in, like, 8th or ninth grade. Seven. Yeah, because, you know, the Redskins and the Steelers always had a history back when the Redskins used to have training camp out in Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. Latrobe. Or, uh, we used to always do the scrimmage, you know. You know, we now we have the Baltimore scrimmage every year, but they used to have a scrimmage out there. And I loved going to Carlisle for that. That was awesome. And the Steelers played over in Latrobe, near where our brother Bay lives. Yeah, man. Plus, they have that great, uh, you know, Latrobe Brewing Company over there. Mm-hmm. Um, in any event, uh, congratulations to um, Jeff Watts, who got the answer right, and eventually you will be receiving <laughs> the Harry Hog Football Firefox Steam version 2.0. Apparently me and John prematurely <laughs> let it, the cat out of the bag because it's not quite ready. Is that right? Yeah, but it's really close. It's yeah, really close. It's like 90% there, but there has some back-end work to be want to make, it, make sure it's stable. It'll probably some what work. Uh, <laughs> some what work? Back him. <laughs> <laughs> he's, got some, he's got some roid work to do on it. Avoid. Oh <laughs> um, yeah, it'll probably be this weekend sometime. I'll get it done. So it'll be first of the week. I'll send it out to all you folks who are anxiously awaiting the arrival of the Harry Hawk football team. Yeah, it's slick. You'll like it. All that stuff. What's this week's question? Oh, yeah, sorry. Sorry, I was paying attention to something else. All right, Tom did send in a new question for this week. And the question is, what unwritten Redskins rule did quarterback Shane Matthews violate during his first training camp with the Redskins during Steve Spurrier's first season? He wore boxer shorts on the field. No, no, much, much worse. worse. I know this one. Um, if you know the answer, go ahead and send it in to RedskinsFan at HarryHogFootball.com. That's H-A-R-R-Y HogFootball.com. And, or give us a ring-a-ding-ding at area code 202-657-HAIL. Hail, yeah. And uh, if you don't yeah, know the answer, you, question. If you don't yeah. know the answer, you can still call that number and leave us some little comments or whatever, and we might put them on the show. And we might just put your comments on the show. That's an answer, yeah, that's machine. that's a good question. Because As a matter of fact, we probably too. will put your comments on the show. There's probably a 95% <laughs> chance that you'll be on the show if you call and give us a comment. Yeah. Yeah, and, I think uh, that Tom's trivia question is really good. It really does show uh, exactly how, what a dumbass Steve Spurrier was coming into the NFL thinking he was all bad. And boy, was he bad. Oh, yeah. But not the way he thought he was. Um, another thing that um, encouraged me is the uh, – I don't know if you guys caught the game between the Eagles and the uh, Steelers. No, I tried not to. Dude, the Eagles' defense sucked. They gave up 300 yards passing to Ben Roethlisberger in the first half. That's really surprising. And they cut Jeremiah Trotter. They must be really in bad shape. Mm-hmm. I don't know. John, are you eating like a taco or something? Oh, you guys heard that? <laughs> well, my speed, my uh, microphone, uh, a 
slip that had to readjust the that contact. See, I can't hear any any interference from that. So I was like, oh, I'm doing this all stealthy. <laughs> but apparently it sounded like, like it, apparently it wasn't very stealthy. It sounded like you just made a run through the border and like chopped into an <laughs> extra crunchy shell or something. <laughs> no, that sounds really good. Um. Anyway, uh, tomorrow uh, once again <laughs> is the. Uh, In any event, is the notice I'm trying not to say that anymore. Yeah. In any event, tomorrow <laughs> is the <laughs> tomorrow is the game between Jacksonville and the Redskins, and maybe we could just leave Ocho Stinko back at his home there and uh, on the way out of town. Well, maybe we could trade him to Jacksonville while he's there. Maybe. Anyway, what else you guys got before we wrap this thing up? Uh. Um. Um. I'm really looking forward to tomorrow's game, so I got nothing else. I am too. I really wish I could watch it live. But I'll have to listen to Larry, I guess. Larry. And I think tomorrow's game, for those of you like me who who aren't in the area, can get it, supposedly get the game on the NFL Network, I believe Sunday at 12 noon. So it'll almost be like real football time when they show it. <laughs> so uh that'd be nice make sure you check that out and uh um what else you got we need a random redskin john oh yeah all right this week's random redskin of the week with a quarterback played his college ball at central michigan and he played for the redskins for one year that year was 1990 who is he his name is gary Hoogaboom. I thought it was Hogaboom. Name is Gary Hogaboom. Didn't he used to play for the Vikings? <laughs> I think he played for a lot of teams. <laughs> Gary Hogaboom is your random Redskin of the week. Outstanding. Congratulations to Gary Hogaboom for being elected this week's Random Redskin of the Week. Brought to you by Old Spice. And... Ridapoo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Josh. I think you really need to uh, call those guys up and renew our uh, renew our uh, alliance there with Ridapoo. Our uh, advertising there. Ridapoo. <laughs> you're in the Greater Washington we, we can area. Sponsor the show <laughs> Josh, good. If you're in the Greater Washington area and have septic tank problems, use Ridapoo. Like there's a lot of <laughs> septic tanks in that area. In any event, um, in any, in any event, let's wrap this thing up. Good luck to the Redskins tomorrow when they uh, the first team totally destroys uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars. Let's pray for no injuries and uh, everyone's healthy going in to Week One against the Dolphins. Um, I guess we'll talk to you guys uh, early next week. Get pumped for the game. Yep. Get ready for the season, and remember. If you see a Cowboys fan, Joker! You know, like Dan. This edition of Perry Hawks Football is brought to you by Ridicule. Ridicule, you've got a septic problem in the Greater Washington area. Please call Ridicule at 1 800 5552. That's 1 800 5552. 
Hey, Aaron, Josh, and John. This is Jeff Watts. I'm from Timberville, about 10 miles north of Harrisonburg. I have your answer for your trivia question, I think. 1987, game four was played against the New York Dwarfs. I mean, the Giants. It's played at the Meadowlands. And the second score of the game, I believe, was either one of two people. It was Lionel Fatale or Wayne Wilson. I can't, I don't know which one. Significance of the game was it was played with the replacement players during the strike. And our strike guys went 4-0 that year, helping us to get to the playoffs and to the Super Bowl. And if you remember, our scrub team beat the Cowboys that year when they had a bunch of their regulars back, like Danny White and Tony Dorsett. And our scrubs went in there and beat them. So we went 4-0 that year with the scab team. See you later.